ดิสเซอร์ซอมเมเลเชียนสตอรี่ส์ไฮอันดิอาณาฮัลโหลคอมเมเลเชียนทัวร์ไกด์แอนด์เดอะโฮสต์ออฟเดอะสปอดแคส
against the sun and the rain. My last episode, I did mention that when we have a heavy shower, like somebody up there overturning a pail of water all at once, that's how heavy. So you literally ran into this five foot wave for cover. Why did the British make this mandatory condition? Uh, there was a time when Kuala Lumpur was raised down by fire as people were starting to rebuild the town of Kuala Lumpur. The British set a condition is no more wooden houses. All houses must be built from bricks. That was the first condition. And the second condition was that an allocation of five feet wave from the shop front to the main road. So that will serve as a sheltered pathway for the public. As Kuala Lumpur started rebuilding, credit must be given to this one man, Mr. Yap Aloy, who was the third Capitan of Kuala Lumpur. Now, Capitan is the localized slang to mean captain as the head of the Chinese community. Well, he was not perfect in the way he administered the city. There were many flaws. Given the circumstances of that time, it was the best that he could do. Today, there's even a road named after him and it's called Jalan Yap Aloy. When I talk about Jalan Yap Aloy, I will have to deviate a little uh, to talk about the Malay language one more time. Now, the word Jalan has three different meanings depending on the context of the sentence. What I've just said, Jalan Yap Aloy, in this sentence, here the word Jalan literally means street or road. So if you walk around Kuala Lumpur, you see a lot of Jalan Yap Aloy, Jalan Ampang, Jalan, whatever. The minute you see the Jalan followed by the next word, it basically means this road, Yap Aloy Street or whatever. That's the first meaning. Now the second meaning of Jalan, if it's spoken once, it basically means let's go. So for example, if I'm with a group of friends and uh, after a good chit-chat, hey, can we go for the movie? And if everybody agree, then what do we say? Okay, Jalan. That means, okay, let's go. So, Jalan spoken once means let's go. What about Jalan? Repeated two times. If you look at the title of this episode, it says, let's go Jalan Jalan. It basically means we go for a leisurely walk. And that brings me to another story that I absolutely must relate to you. Now, I was having a conversation with this French lady, an expatriate who was uh, staying in Malaysia probably for about two years only. And she complained to me one day how infuriated she would be when her Malaysian maid would tell her son, let's go walk walk. Because when she tells the maid, can you take my son for a walk? She will always say, yes, ma'am. And she would turn to the little boy and say, come on, let's go walk walk. So she gets very infuriated each time when she mentioned let's go walk walk and she would tell her don't say walk walk is let's go for a walk and the maid will in turn nod her head to signify that she understood but the next second she would turn around to the little boy okay ma'am bye let's go walk walk and she always put her hands up in exasperation. Oh, 
She says, why can't she understand that you don't repeat the word walk, walk two times? <laughs> After hearing her story, I had a good laugh and she looked at me wide-eyed. Why are you laughing? She is literally translating the word in Malay, Jalan Jalali, as let's go walk, walk. After hearing my explanation, then she understood. Oh dear. No wonder I have so much difficulty trying to get her to correct walk walk to let's just go for a walk. Alright, just a slight deviation. Let's get back to Chinatown. I don't want to uh, detract you too much. Now when you are in Chinatown, uh, there are quite a few places that uh, I absolutely don't want you to miss. Now the first one is Jalan Hataling. Remember Jalan means street. So. Kataling Street. Now today the mere mention of uh, Chinatown, tourists would be automatically taken to this particular street which is Jalan Kataling. A whole street where plenty of branded, in inverted commas, okay, branded products are being sold at a fantastically low price. Now this is one of the busiest streets in Chinatown, especially in the evenings. It is also popular for plentiful gourmet choices, mainly Chinese cuisine of course. So if you are a foodie and are adventurous with your taste buds, this would be a good place for you to dig your palate into something really local. Now you have a choice to either rough it out and sweat it out like the locals in the open. Or you can pamper yourself in a nice, cool, air-conditioned restaurant that has got a very retro feel to it. Still giving you the feel of the old charms of Chinatown. So either way, it's still enjoyable. You will be spoiled for choice when you look at the menu. But a tip for you, if you don't know what to order from the menu, take a peep at what the locals are eating. And if it looks good to you, tell the waiter, point to the dish and say, I want that one, that one, and point to the particular dish. When I went to Laos, I didn't know what to order. And the waiter came around and I just pointed at the next table, that one. And that's what I got. Uh, the next stop that you should not miss will be the Central Market. Located very close to Jalan Pataling, it's just probably less than 5 minutes walk away, was once a wet market during the 1880s. Stalls are open up, fishmongers, the butcher, the uh, poultry seller, vegetable seller and all this was once sold at this central market. Today, it has been turned into a local cultural market, selling everything local, ranging from local arts and crafts to local cuisine even. So this is a place where you could also shop for some very nice local souvenirs and they are all reasonably priced. The third place that you should also be visiting is the Medan Pasa. Well, the Medan Pasa is one place you will probably have already passed through. This is the place where the uh, Macau Street was once located. And uh, in fact, this was the main market fair during the early days before the central market was built. And it's here that the Chinese traders were all having their businesses within this square. And uh, today, this area has been turned into a pedestrian walk 
and right in the center of this Menan Pasar stands a significant clock tower. And this clock tower was built to commemorate the coronation of King George VI in 1937, the father of the present Queen Elizabeth II. And the next stop, which is also within walking distance from the central market, is the uh, Xinxia Temple, built in 1864. Oh, this Chinese temple is the oldest Chinese temple in Chinatown, and uh, it was built by the Capitan Yapaloi, the same one that I attributed for rebuilding Kuala Lumpur. And uh, when you walk into the temple, it's like stepping back in time momentarily. The interior features old Chinese ornate wood carvings hailing from China, very beautiful wood carving. As you walk through the different chambers, each of the chamber has a story to tell of the practices of the early Chinese with different deities and shrine playing different roles who are important, which are important to the early Chinese then. And some of these beliefs are still being practiced by the Chinese even till today. And uh, especially during special occasions, there will be a huge crowd of the Chinese who will throng the buildings during these occasions. And lastly, but not least, is the Sri Mahamariyaman Temple. From the name, you would you could tell that it's a Indian temple, which is specifically a Hindu temple. And this Hindu temple was built in 1873, not too many years after the Chinese temple. And this Hindu temple is also probably about 20 steps away from Jalan Pataling. And uh, it's also the oldest Hindu temple in Kuala Lumpur. You absolutely must not miss a photograph of her main entrance, which is so colorfully decorated with different deities found in Hinduism. And the entrance called the Gopuram is a story itself, which is shaped like a pyramid. It actually tells a story. But uh, when you are there, take the time to walk into the temple and the best time is a prayer time which is called the puja and it's during this puja that you will be able to witness the ceremony where the priest bathes and dresses the deity so it's not open all the time so if you are not there during the puja you will be just a very quiet visit you walk around the whole temple interior and probably snap some pictures which is allowed that's about it but if you happen to be there during puja or prayer time the bells will be ringing and that's where you actually see the priest bathing the deities and dressing them up and they'll be performing prayers and if you uh, open go near to the priest because there is a time when a lot of the Hindus will also be there and that's where the priest with his ashes will be blessing you very nice ceremony which I love to watch these are the uh, five places which is all within walking distance from Jalan Pataling uh, but of course Chinatown has more than what I have listed and uh, you could explore Chinatown uh, there are still many many more places that are very interesting and take your time to Jalan Jalan or take a leisurely walk around Chinatown to interact with the locals if you can 
because when you speak to the locals, you will certainly discover more stories from them, especially when you explore Chinatown's nooks and corners. And when you are with the locals, if you have been following my podcast, you will probably have taken up uh, or learned a word or two. And what is the most important word that you um, say to the locals after your usual morning greetings? If you remember, it's sudah makan. That's the question. It means, have you eaten? All right. The locals would love to hear this phrase from you. And when you are questioning them, uh, raise your tone higher. It's not like sudah makan. It's sudah makan. Can you hear the difference, rather? Right. Now I have to uh, state a disclaimer. What you are hearing from me today were all the scenes before the pandemic strikes. Today, this same street and probably much of Chinatown is a shadow of what I have narrated earlier. Uh, but I'm certainly hopeful that once the situation is well under control, Chinatown will bounce back to its former glory. And uh, that's the timing. You'll be back, of course, and uh, that's where you'll be able to feel the vibrancy of Chinatown. Right, so that's so much for today. I hope you have uh, gotten some good takeaways from today's episode. If you have enjoyed this episode, don't forget to click the like and follow button and to share this podcast with your friends. You could be doing them a good turn to learn about Malaysia that would be really useful to them. Now, if you do have any topics that you would want me to share, do let me know and send me your feedback. On this podcast, alternatively, you can join the Facebook group page under the same name. Those are Malaysian stories. The link is indicated in my show notes below. And uh, once again, I like to thank you very much for hanging out with me, and I look forward to see you in my next episode. Selamat tinggal. Bye.